Wabi Sabi by Mark Reibstein. Wabi Sabi was a cat who lived in Kyoto, Japan. One day, visitors from another country asked Wabi Sabi's master what her name meant. It had never occurred to her before that Wabi Sabi was anything more than her name. Wabi Sabi watched her master draw breath in through her teeth, shook her head, and said, Ah,、uh, that is hard to explain. The cat's tail twitching, she watches her master, still waiting in silence. Curious now, Wabasabi wondered if her friend Snowball could explain the meaning of her name to her. Snowball, who had been napping, stretched and yawned and sighed. Meow. That's hard to explain. She blinked. It's a kind of beauty, she added after a minute, her eyes closing again, as though dreaming. She went on, an old straw mat rough on cat's paws pricks and tickles, hurts, and feels good too. Then Snowball went back to sleep. Wabasabi wasn't sure she understood, but she didn't want to bother Snowball any more. So she asked Rascal, the dog, if he knew about Wabasabi. Rascal was smart, but kind of mean. That's hard to explain to someone like you. He snapped. Then, almost to himself, he said, "Poor Wabasabi, as simple as a brown leaf, so ordinary." Now I'm even more confused," sighed Wabasabi. "Am I beautiful or ordinary? Can anyone explain Wabasabi to me?" she cried. A bird flying by thought the question was for her. "That's hard to explain," she said to Wabasabi. "But there is someone who can help you. His name is Kosho, and he lives on Mount Hai, to the east. A wise old monkey." Living among the pine trees, knows Wabasabi. Oh, thank you," said Wabasabi, and off she went to learn what her name meant. To get to Mount Hai, she had to cross through the city. Dazzled by the big buildings, the shiny glass, and the vroom, sleek cars, awed by the busy, sharply dressed people. She wondered if these pretty things could be Wabasabi. She decided that if her name was true to her, it must be softer, quieter, and darker. Even in cities, before the shock of new light, the colors of dusk. A short time after Wabasabi entered the woods, she arrived at the foot of Mount Hai. The woods were dark now, so hoping to find Kosho in the morning, she curled up beneath an old pine tree and went to sleep. She awoke to the sounds of stick stirring and tapping. A warm bowl of tea, offered by a monkey, please. Steam rising gently. Very glad to have tea and company, she said, "Oh, thank you. My name is Wabasabi." That is wonderful," the monkey replied. Encouraged, she said, "Do you know what my name means?" 
Well, that's, he began. I know, hard to explain, she said. But he went on. The pale moon, resting on foggy water. Hear that splash. A frog's jumped in. That's Wabasabi? she asked. Is that all? I don't know if I can... Oh, it's more, said the monkey. Listen, watch, feel, he said no more. So she watched him make tea. He moved slowly, but gracefully, as if he were dancing, and he handled his things as if they were gold, although they were wooden or clay. Wabasabi felt what was in her paws, a warm, heavy bowl, comfortable as an old friend, not fine and smooth china. She looked carefully at the woods surrounding them. There was so much life as in the city, but here things were not clean or neat or sharp-edged. There were no straight lines, yet there were many designs, on trees, in clouds, in dirty ponds. She saw that everything was alive and dying, too like the damp autumn leaves curled beneath their feet. Simple things are beautiful, she heard the monkey say as he poured more tea for her, looking down at the tea in her bowl, seeing herself plain and beautiful, she whispered, now I understand. After some time, Wabasabi thanked her new friend and started back for home. Because she did not hurry, she found a place called Ginkakuji, the Silver Temple. There was nothing silver there, but she found the place to be very beautiful in a Wabasabi kind of way. Although the buildings and gardens were shaped by humans, they were neither fencer nor grand. Moved by the natural simplicity of the palace, Wabasabi composed three short poems about what she saw. Yellow bamboo stalks bow by tea house doors so low, emperors must kneel. Dark buildings floating sit on white sand seas. A stream sweeps small stones, chanting. The monk returns leaves to just raked sand. This humble cat might understand. Tired but glad, Wabasabi returned at last to her house. She curled up on the straw mat in the kitchen, enjoying the warmth there. She could smell the wind in her fur and feel her long journey's steps deep in her bones. The sun's last rays stretch, a silver brushstroke shivers on warm, clouded glass. Now I think I know what to call this feeling, she said to herself. It's Wabasabi, cried her master, seeing her. Where have you been? That is hard to explain, purred Wabasabi, feeling simply and beautifully at home. The end.